Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. EU puts the thumb on Google, your news update, and the future of ads on this edition of Arbitrage News Weekend, starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage News Weekend for June 24, 2023. I'm Joshua Stark. Capitalizing on its moment in the global spotlight, the Paris region is planning for a small fleet of electric flying taxis to operate on multiple routes when it hosts the 2024 Olympic and Paralympic Games next summer, unless aviation regulators in China beat Paris to the punch by greenlighting a pilotless taxi for two passengers under development there, the French capital's prospective operator, Velocopter of Germany, could be the first to fly taxis commercially if European regulators give their okay. Federal regulators on Thursday launched a legal attack on Microsoft's proposed $69 billion takeover of video game maker Activision Blizzard by depicting it as an anti-competitive weapon while Microsoft hailed the deal as a way to make popular games such as Call of Duty more widely available at cheaper prices. Those were dramatically contrasting pictures drawn by lawyers arguing before U.S. District Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley on the first of five days of scheduled hearings in San Francisco that are likely to make or break what would be the most expensive acquisition in technology history. Federal Trade Commission is trying to persuade Corley to issue an order that would prevent the takeover from being consummated before a more extensive administrative trial begins August 2nd in Washington. While, meanwhile, Microsoft is fighting to close the deal ahead of a July 18th deadline that would require paying a $3 billion breakup fee to Activision. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are ready to rumble offline. In a now viral back and forth seen on Twitter and Instagram this week, the two tech billionaires seemingly agreed to a cage match face-off. It all started when Musk, who owns Twitter, responded to a tweet about Meta reportedly preparing to release a new Twitter rival called Threads. He took a dig about the world becoming exclusively under Zuck's thumb with no other options, but then one Twitter user jokingly warned Musk of Zuckerberg's jiu-jitsu training. I'm up for a cage match if he is, lol, Musk wrote late Tuesday. Zuckerberg, CEO of Facebook and Instagram company Meta, soon responded and appeared to agree to Musk's proposal. Send me location, Zuckerberg wrote on a Wednesday night Instagram story, which showed a screenshot of Musk's tweet alongside another user's response urging the Twitter owner to start training. 
the owner of an auto repair shop who paid a former employee with 91,500 oily pennies has been ordered by a judge to pay nearly $4 million more since. A federal judge ruled that Miles Walker, who owns AOK Walker Auto Works in Peachtree, Georgia, owes $39,934 to nine workers for unpaid overtime and damages. Attorneys for Walker agreed to the payments to settle a civil lawsuit brought by the U.S. Labor Department that accused Walker of retaliating against former employee Andreas Flotten in 2021, putting a ton of pennies on Flatten's driveway. More after this on Arbitrage News. Stick around. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. This week's arbitrage blog includes, is AI actually the devil? Reddit's API woes and what's up with digital advertising? All this and more in this week's arbitrage blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Royce Wells, for more. Royce, we've covered a lot of AI lately. I mean, it's kind of the hot button issue. But... The AI that we're speaking of, it is a generative AI. Is that correct? I believe so, yes. Which means that it has the ability to learn and to understand questions and provide responses. But the thing is, what if the data that they're fed is bad? Garbage in, garbage out. That's an old an old uh, computer term, meaning... Uh, you know, if you put bad data in, you get bad data out, basically. Just like bad programming. It will do exactly what you told it to do. Right, right. Ten print. Hello, world. Right. <laughs> uh, the thing is, is that is that, you know, with everything that's out there, how do you get good or better responses with a ton of input out there that's not, it's garbage? Well, I actually asked check. Uh, chat uh, GPT a, a rather pointed question recently and it, it responded it said no one liked me statistically it's like based on all the friends that you have based on all the people that are in the world the number of people that like you are negligible insignificant so yeah AI is uh, it's interesting but what you feed it makes it from that perspective I guess it's right yeah, and not only that, but we have uh, AI that, that is going to do AI art. Um, one of the darker sides of that is the fact that it takes well-known artists and basically copies them. Well, yeah. that's what AI is. AI is nothing more than give me a bunch of examples, and based on your bunch of examples, let me see if I can re- reproduce something that is a rough facsimile of what you previously created. Right, right. And the more data it has, the more it gets dialed in, right? Yes. I do find it funny, though, um, if you give it a picture of a bat and then you give it a picture of a baseball bat, both of them are in as bat, and so 
Therefore, it can get confused. So you get a bat bat. You get a bat bat. But it's like both of those are bat. But which one's a bat? Well, it just ends up with bats in the belfry, basically, right? You didn't just do that. I did. I did. <laughs> I did a Royce, everybody. Oh, Congratulate right, me. Fine. You're going to flip the script. It is officially on. Even darker than that is something we call deep fake generation. Yes. And the more data it has out there, the better the deep fake is. I recently saw a YouTube video by a guy named Mike Boyd. Mike Boyd likes to learn things and put it on YouTube. Yes. He learned how to do deep fakes. It's kind of scary. I saw Tom Cruise, maybe. Maybe he, it was Tom Cruise. He turned himself into Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it was decent. The audio was good. The The video was good. It was kind of scary. It wasn't a tumor? It wasn't a tumor, and they didn't get to the chopper. Ah. So. But, but will uh, we be back? <laughs> maybe. Okay. But we'll be back in a moment <laughs> on Arbitrage News. Stick around. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Oh! I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Caroline Hollis is with us. She's our Director of Educational Initiatives here at Arbitrage. And not only that, but she's a migraine sufferer. Caroline, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back, Josh. Now, we did a story a week ago about migraines and what they were and how to treat. That was a really fascinating article up on the blog at arbitragetrade.com forward slash blog. is a brand new article. And you have, have found out that there's a correlation between, or there, there's been a study where there's a correlation between circadian rhythms and headaches. Yes, and an an interesting thing, as I did some research into this, that the study that was published was actually a meta-study of around 70 other studies where they really dug down into uh, some other studies that had been done. They had previously known that cluster headaches were related to circadian rhythms, but the link with migraines was not 
quite as strong from what they had thought. And cluster headaches are, are different. It's usually pain behind one eye and the pain can last to up to about 15 minutes. An attack could last from one to three hours where it would hurt for 15 minutes and then get better for a little bit and then hurt again. Uh, one thing that I found fascinating with the circadian rhythms and the cluster headaches was not only the time of day, like maybe you would wake up every morning at 2 a.m. with a cluster headache, but also the seasons could affect it, where it might just happen to you maybe in the spring and in the fall, but in the summer and winter months, you would not have any headaches. Yeah. Uh, now, what are circadian rhythms, just to, just to tell us a little bit about what's going on here? Yeah, so circadian rhythm, the most common one that people think of is the 24-hour sleep-wake cycle. Um, and so going to bed at the same time every day, waking up at the same time every day can help to regulate your circadian rhythm. And two hormones are also uh, very strongly related to the circadian rhythm. That's cortisol and melatonin. So the the cortisol kind of helps wake you up and get you going. The melatonin helps you get to sleep. So when those hormones are out of balance, if your circadian rhythm is also kind of messed up, can play into the cluster and migraine headaches as well. Yeah. So here's here's what I know. I mean, I, I have had cluster headaches. I'm before. so sorry. And yeah, you're right. There's there's time of day. It's just really weird. Um, I would have it the same time of day, and it just really, it really was a an event every time. Yeah, one of the articles that I read in researching for this blog post was talking about how a lot of times people with cluster headaches, there's really not much you can do for those 15 minutes of the intense pain. So a lot of people will pace. That's about all they can do. They just walk up and down and pace. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, Cortisol and melatonin as well. There's, There's a correlation. And it's interesting because cortisol... Uh, they call it this they call it the stress hormone oh yes i've heard that yeah and cortisol um also has a lot to do with belly fat and things like that persistent belly fat um and melatonin is a is a hormone that uh you get when you know it, it is one of those things that you have to have in order to signal your body to sleep We'll keep an eye on this and more after this on Arbitrage News. Thanks, Caroline. Thank you. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. It is the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local. I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. If you visit. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Reddit this week to browse your favorite forums, you might have come across private or restricted messages. That's because numerous subreddits decided to go offline as an ongoing protest against the company's plan to charge certain third-party developers for accessing the site's data. But however, they're not that kind of site. Well, however, you know, here, here's the thing, right? Reddit is basically a social site, right? Correct. Basically social media. And you sell ads on it. That's how social media works. I think it needs to sell more ads. We're talking about um, Reddit CEO Steve Huffman. Yeah. Basically said, we're not changing that. You know, we're going to charge for the API. And apparently it's a, it's a pretty hefty fee. Um, un, it's crazy. You're going to shoot yourself in the foot. Well, that that's what I'm saying. We, we're, we're watching him basically crash and burn. <clears throat> well, hey, at, at least he's doing it with style. <laughs> My thing is, with this whole protest on either side of it, I can see why the people who basically were using Reddit was using their platform to generate more traffic and and that traffic that would also they'd watch the ads that was on reddit would also generate revenue for reddit by trying to charge for the api that means smaller companies or smaller mom and pops uh that may be a niche um information technology may not be able to afford the new hefty price that they're putting on it i did hear however that um for nonprofits or people with disabilities, they were t- talking about not charging for the API. Did I hear, did I hear right about that? Yeah. So cer- certain certain things. Um, if you were using uh, the API in an in an ADA um, approved way, in other words, if it was if it was for uh, handy, you know, other other ability capable capable people. Ah, gotcha. So what's to prevent <clears throat> someone from piggybacking on those and going around the system? Nothing at all. Anytime you make an exception, you make a backdoor to your company. He might want to rethink that. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think... On many that, fronts. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. I think that uh, Huffman really... He's one of those people that it seems like, it it seems like, you know, he had a model, it didn't work, but he, he's not, he's not facing the truth here. 
My thing is, as being a CEO myself, you have to be able to evolve. You have to be pliable if you're at the top. If you're not, you will watch everything that you've built go down in flames. You must evolve every single year. And sometimes evolution is painful. And I think this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to change what Reddit is known for and how it's been used previously, historically, and trying to put a new dollar sign or a new shiny uh, path of revenue on it. Will it work? I'm not sure, but only time will tell. Yeah. So, yeah. and and he seems to be sticking to his guns as well. I mean, well, you have to once you make a decision. If you're a CEO, you have to stand behind whatever you put out there, whatever yeah. the consequence. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this goes. You know, we we've seen this with uh, certain. Uh, and I'm using air quotes here, news organizations like BuzzFeed and that sort of thing to try to change their image. We'll see how this goes. More after this on Arbitrage News. You read it here first. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. David Grantham's here. He is um, kind of a self-styled Costco guru. Uh, I would say a Costco junkie. So, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's it's the first step to admit that you're an addict. Uh, but you know, you know, we're here to talk today about the psychology of Costco. You know, when you first brought this up to me, I was like, man, this really hurts. It hurts because you know it makes me look in the mirror and see all my all my bad kind of activities at Costco. So I'm gonna kind of go through the list that you gave me, and I was like, man, this is this is hitting right on. So you know, right. so the number one piece of uh, psychological warfare that Costco kind of enacts on you is the the allure of samples. People make meals out of Costco samples. It's hilarious. Man, my brother and I used to go to Sam's Club. He'd be like, you want to go get something to eat? I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds good. And then he'd bring me around to the, to the samples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for uh, those Costcoers who don't know this trick, if you've got kids, you can go to the bakery and get a free cookie, too. They don't tell you that. Wow. Um, so there you go. There's a little undocumented Costco secret. Um, so uh, the other one that really stuck out in the list was uh, they create demand through, you know, doing a rotation of, you know, specialty products and you're like you always are going to try to go and find that product so they're trying to get you to come to the store more they're trying to increase your frequency so you can find the item that you're you're hunting for they want the, they want the treasure hunters at costco 
And, uh, you know, while my wife doesn't like to go to Costco, she sends me to find these treasures. And it's like, is it there today? I'm like, no, not today. So, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. You know, they have a whole division in Costco that they they have like research on where the traffic is in the store and who's going when you know when how frequently and why they're going what they're buying so they have a whole layer of data science that, that they're using to do all this stuff they definitely have a file on you don't they oh yeah a mile long unfortunately <laughs> i mean i get some money back so speaking of money back um the other way that that uh i, I always say to other people like why do you go to Costco it's like they have a lenient return policy but you know they've been monkeying around with that lately where they'll be like hey yeah we have a good return policy except for a TV or except for a computer I'm like man you're hitting me really where it hurts because I love my TVs I love my computers Um, it's right where we live man I know it's great so yeah it's you know Costco you know they're smart and they they've made it to the big time and the big box store for a reason, and um, and they're going to continue kind of kind of playing you. Uh, the final one uh, I'm going to talk about uh, that Costco uses that they use a lot of loss leaders, uh, so that you know that rotisserie chicken that's always going to be five dollars or the milk that's always going to be two dollars. They know that people are watching those items. But you cannot go into a Costco without spending $100 at least. And they know that too. So they are going to draw you all the way to the back for their loss leaders. And so they want you to look at all their pretty displays. And it's like, hey, <laughs> it's like, hey, you're going to you are going to pile your card up because that's the way the human brain works. That's it. You know, we will uh, keep talking about this. We've got a few more articles that we're going to do. Uh, so keep it locked right here. More after this on Arbitrage News. Thanks, David. Uh, you're welcome. Hey, hon. What you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No. I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo. Do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What is dedication? My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. So in a last-ditch effort uh, to uh, claim relevance still, Gannett, who is the uh, largest U.S. newspaper publisher, um, uh, you know, U.S. News and and, uh, USA Today, um, has filed a civil lawsuit against Google and Alphabet claiming that they have a monopoly in advertising technology tools. Okay, how does that work? So here's the thing, right? Um, The suit alleges that Google controls how publishers sell their ad slots and enforces them to sell an increasing amount of ad space to Google 
at lower prices. This in turn results in less revenue for publishers and Google's ad tech rivals and more money for Google. Well, golden rule. Guy person person who has to go makes the rules. You know, you do not have to use Google. There's Bing. You know, but but Google is the Google is the king, right? Eh, I mean, it's an option. I mean, even Yahoo has a search engine. They it, it's true. It is true and you can't advertise on Yahoo because finance.yahoo is one of the major major places where you can do that. I use it every day. See? But how many other people do? Anyone that does anything in finance. And that's a lot of people. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? So Google, you know, Google is huge. We can't deny that. Yes, unfortunately, I cannot deny that. And to be absolutely honest, I mean, I'm honestly surprised they haven't been involved in antitrust lawsuits. Because Google is not. Everyone thinks that Google is only a search engine. That is not what Google is. Yeah. Google is a data mining um, company. They mine data, and then they redistribute and sell that data. So anything that they can grab, they, they put back out there that's in the public domain. And if you want to advertise with them, absolutely, that's that's a way to do that. But don't be fooled. That data that you're giving them, even for your search history, they can resell. They don't want to resell my search history. Hence the duck duck goes of the world and all these other places. I mean, my search history is like Canva, YouTube, and like clocks. Clocks? Clocks. Or cats. Uh okay. I mean, let's be honest. The the thing is, is that Google is huge. The the Justice Department, eight other states have filed antitrust suits against Google. Same thing. You know, the entire ecosystem of online advertising is a, a you know, they're saying it's a monopoly. They're saying it's a hurtful burden to other advertisers, consumers and even the but government. it's not like they're gouging. They've made it where it's competitive, and if you want to be there, you can be there. Just like Google didn't exist in 1995, 96, yeah. another company can literally come from nowhere. Just like Amazon didn't exist back there either. It's literally getting finding what you're good at and then basically making sure that you are able to completely dominate that industry. Are you a monopoly? No, because other people existed before you did. Now, if you tried to buy them all, I could agree. But no. Drop the lawsuits. Get back to work. Well, we'll see how this goes because the EU's got one as well. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you soon. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC is a privately held research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the contents of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to function as investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit arbitragetrade.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.